I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. Just the other day, we were talking about copyright cases and issues to watch in 2022. One of the issues we raised was the intersection between intellectual property and NFTs. It just so happens that just a couple of weeks later, we have a new case to discuss. That's coming up on The Briefing. Well, it didn't take long for us to hear about a new intellectual property case involving NFTs, did it, Josh? No, it sure didn't, Scott. And for those of you who tuned in the other week when we discussed copyright cases to watch for in 2022, we discussed the fact that we believed that you would see many more NFT cases implicating intellectual property rights and issues. The case that gave rise to that discussion was the dispute between Quentin Tarantino and Miramax Films over Tarantino's stated intent to sell NFTs of scenes from Pulp Fiction. But today we report about a different case involving the intersection of NFTs and intellectual property. And interestingly enough, it's almost an inverse of that situation. So let's get into it. While NFTs do not seem to create new intellectual property rights or an exemption to intellectual property law, there seems to be substantial confusion. That's for sure. To start, let's talk about a case known as Tamarine Art LLC versus Hussein. There, an art collector has sued the estate of an artist from whom it purchased a 60-foot mural known as Lightning for a declaratory judgment establishing that the art collector has the right to create 12 separate NFTs from the work. The lawsuit follows Hussein's estate sending a cease and desist letter in January, arguing that Tamarine Art didn't have the right to pursue the NFT project. Tamarine is fighting those efforts by seeking a judgment finding that Tamarine is the work's copyright owner and the NFT project does not amount to an infringement. In the complaint, Tamarine states that Tamarine is entitled to an order declaring the NFT project does not constitute infringement of any rights or copyrights, directly or indirectly, which are now claimed to be owned by the estate. Specifically, the collector intends to break the large mural into 12 different segments for purposes of this NFT and sell each of the pieces or NFTs individually. According to the art collector, when the work of art was purchased, the artist, Hussein, agreed that the art collector was acquiring all of the intellectual property associated with the work, including the right to display, reproduce, and resell. But the estate of Hussein clearly disagrees since it has threatened the art collector with this copyright infringement action. This is interesting. Uh, and I'm curious to see what arguments the estate comes up with. Uh, if the art collector really did obtain the right to reproduce and resell um, reproductions, because that's the only thing that you could resell other than the original copy of this artwork, then I don't see how this the NFT project would infringe any copyright if if any copyright continues to exist within the artist. Um, you know, I would assume that the estate would have to contest the collector's position that the late artist assigned either all of the copyright or those particular rights, the display reproduction and distribution rights to the work to the art collector. Without those arguments, I don't see the estate having much of a case, Josh. I agree with you, Scott. And just to be clear, it, that is one of the pivotal issues in the Tarantino case as well, correct, Scott? Whether certain rights were assigned to Miramax by Tarantino? 
Well, also, I think it's more than that. Um, the Tarantino Miramax case, I think, also focuses on what rights Tarantino is um, exercising uh, because Tarantino has a publishing right under the rights deal with Miramax, but not a merchandising right. And so the, the question is going to be whether this like one off sale of a, um, a portion of the original script along with other assets is publishing or is merchandising. And, you know, I guess the court will have to figure that part out. That's interesting. And so I guess, you know, going back to Tamarine, I, I do agree with you. And I think if the artist sold the piece and all of its intellectual property rights, the estate's out of luck. Uh, if that weren't the case, an artist could sell the rights to a work and all of its accompanying IP and then turn around and sue the acquiring party for exploiting those rights at a later date. Uh, that's not the appropriate outcome under intellectual property law. And it, it, to me, it seems like an unlikely outcome here. Uh, frankly, you know, as interesting as this is just because it's, it's interesting. I mean, the, the guy is looking to, well, not the guy, but the, the art collector is looking to turn this piece into NFTs, uh, for commercial purposes, but what's really going to come down to a contractual issue, or I, I suppose a copyright issue on some level, and it's going to come down to an argument about what rights were assigned and, I, you know, this may be a situation where there's a written agreement. It may not be, but I really think if there is a written agreement, this would be a clear cut case. Well, remember, if there's not a written agreement, you can't transfer any of the, we can't transfer those rights. Remember, in order to transfer a right under copyright, there needs to be, it needs to be in writing. So, you know, otherwise without a writing, maybe you have a, a license or an implied license, but you're not going to have a transfer of any of any of the exclusive rights. So whether it's all of the copyright or an exclusive right under the copyright, it needs a written agreement. So if there's remember, we're just dealing with allegations and a complaint. Right. So we don't know what what's out there. So if the art collector is just, you know, saying what he's saying and doesn't have a written agreement, either giving him the exclusive right to uh, all of the copyright, the exclusive transfer, or the exclusive distribution, reproduction, and display rights, then he's going to have to prove an implied license. And, you know, that's a factual inquiry. And that's going to be, that might, that might be tough to prove. You know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the art collector actually has to establish his claim. Uh, and then it'll be interesting to see what the estate is able to put together to rebut whatever claim or whatever evidence he presents in support of his claim. I agree with you, Scott. And, that, and that's a really good point about there having to be a writing to transfer those rights. Um, you know, I think that this is a case where if there is truly something to be contested here, we're going to find out what that is pretty quickly. Uh, otherwise, it's one of those cases where, you know, you push each other so much and somebody finally files a lawsuit and the other side says, oh, wait, I don't have a claim here. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and bow out of this one. So I think we could see this case go away very quickly or we could find that it turns into a very interesting dispute depending upon what the arguments are. Yeah. Or what it could be is it also could be that the art collector really had those rights. Let's let's assume that it wasn't a transfer of all the copyrights, but it was an assignment of the exclusive, you know, reproduction and distribution rights. Um, and and frankly, I don't know. I mean, the only other right that the art the artist could exploit would be the derivative work rights, because I don't, I can't really think of any other, you know, exclusive rights under the Copyright Act that would be worthwhile for the artist to exploit. But just assuming that the 
um, Art Collector had the exclusive, um, you know, um, the exclusive reproduction and distribution rights, then the the um, the question is going to be whether or not the right to distribute includes the right to um, to modify, or maybe even they may argue that the creation of NFTs of these panels is a derivative work of the art as a whole, and maybe he doesn't have the right to create a derivative work. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what, uh, or it could be just that the, the estate really doesn't understand the implications of NFTs and thinks that it's something other than just a mode of distribution, which is really kind of what it is, uh, at least in the art context, right? It's a mode of distribution, a mode of transfer, and the user uses the NFT to display the work digitally. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what rights the art collector has. And then we'll, I think we'll get more clarity on this. Well, Scott, I think you, uh, you have my attention now. I'm thinking that this could be even more interesting than I initially anticipated. So okay. we'll keep an eye on this one. All right, please do, Josh. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast. And if you're interested in additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thanks. Thanks.